0: welcome nice, to left
1: the left. Auburn medical Medical group YouTube channel this where time are we <laughs> what what are we doing we're talking about chronic pain management ah specifically UK United Kingdom recommendations yeah as discussed in the dr Green Knight blog today right those of you who are subscribers know exactly what we're talking about <laughs> and where this is going and, and those of you who aren't <laughs> subscribed will Immediately go to drgreenknight.com and sign up. Yeah, yeah, check it out. For sure. Absolutely. So, thank you for joining me, Dr. Gwen.
0: Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Yeah. Well, Let's start with those guidelines, I guess. So, well, first of all, it's the the NICE guidelines, which <laughs> NICE and ICE which stands for the <laughs> National Institute of <laughs> Care and Health Excellence, I believe. There will be people out there who don't consider this nice right yeah yeah um, will we, and um, it's a it's a UK Institute so I was not aware of this uh, um, in th- these guidelines in this Institute before I came across these but uh, so they, they set forth some guidelines for the treatment of chronic pain um, especially for primary care physicians uh, um, to make sure that I guess we're treating safe and using the most up-to-date evidence um, to treat our patients effectively that's the idea that's the idea so it is a, a draft at this point it is not fully published and not due for to be fully published until i think january 2021 but they put these out um actually to get primary care's input on it i believe um to see where they were at okay so. and you looked at it I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty concise. Uh, I don't know if you put a link, but you can catch a link at Dr. It's, Green. It's,
1: yeah. The link to yours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go, go over there. You can, it's fairly concise. You can read through it. Um, very quick read on what their recommendations are. They make it very straightforward. They say, um, you know, for example, medications, here's what we recommend. Here's what we don't recommend. Um, other things, physical therapy, uh, exercise programs, uh, these things need more research. It's very, very, it's a very well put together guideline. It's easy to read, which, which I
1: do appreciate that. Because includes the alternative medicine and the CBD. It does, needed.
0: yeah. Acupuncture, CBD, it even gets into some of those things. And um, CBT uh, and ACT, a few of the um, psychological interventions that can help with physical or with um, pain as well. So, um, those I'm all good for. They, they say there is more research needed in, the, in some of those. Uh, areas, which is great. Let's get more research. Uh, Those interventions, um, they still recommend them. They try some acupuncture, physical therapy, exercise programs, etc. My issue was with their recommendation for or against medications. So for chronic pain, they recommend um, one medication, one class of medications, I guess you would say. Uh, Antidepressants. And we do know that antidepressants are very good to treat uh, chronic pain there's a lot of psychological distress that comes with it and and not only do, do we treat that with antidepressants we're also actually able to decrease pain directly with the use of antidepressants and and some of the newer ones or a different class of ones i guess you could say not not so much the SSRIs, but the SNRIs, serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors, which well, include... I was say, what are some names? Um, Cymbalta or uh, venlafaxine. Wait, that's the not... The brand name is Effexor. If that, uh, venlafaxine is Effexor, and then Cymbalta is... Duloxetine. Duloxetine. I could not think of that for a second there. Those are the two in that class. And the those, old
1: man comes up with the words. Look at
0: that. What do you know? Put this in your calendar.
1: <laughs> Dr. Mark Today could come up with it. a
0: red-letter day. day. Um, so, uh, yeah, that and those, um, at least Cymbalta has uh, some very it's actually FDA cleared for the treatment of um chronic musculoskeletal pain, so so we do use it for that often, and it does work if we get a lot of um uh feedback saying that that people get benefit from. So that was one of the recommendations, those are the medications you can use, uh, antidepressants, that's it, that's all they gave us, and that's it, uh. Every other class of medications, they say the evidence, and they don't even give, they don't even waver on this. They say the evidence shows that you should not be using them, that the risks outweigh the benefits in the use of every other medications. So, and let's see, what do they so, list out?
1: Well, acetaminophen or Tylenol.
0: Tylenol. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory Which is ibuprofen, uh, naproxen.
1: Believe, Aleve, leave Over the counter,
0: yeah. Um, Uh, Paracetamol is acetaminophen for those of you over in the UK. Right. Um, Gabapentin uh, and Lyrica, both in the same category. These are uh, um, anti-epileptic neuropathic medications. People Um, might know the brand names of Neurontin or Lyrica. Right. Yep. I'm going to make sure I'm getting the right... uh, There we go. So,
1: I think we haven't discussed this part of it.
0: And then they also go into other ones that we're against as well. Chronic opioids, you know, Norco. Not for pain. Uh, Not uh, for uh, pain. Hydrocodone, oxycodone, et cetera. Yeah. For chronic pain, no. Um, they get it, go into ketamine. Or chronic pain. I don't think I've ever written a me- uh, <laughs> prescription for ketamine. Um, is there an oral form? Yeah. Okay. I believe so, yeah. Um, okay. Actually, I may have written for a topical one. There were some uh, compounded ketamine formulations.
1: So, so for people who aren't familiar with ketamine, it, it's an awesome drug for... For uh, certain things, for procedural <laughs> sedation, and uh, there's, I believe, is it an inhaled form or oral form that you take uh, with rapid treatment for depression, severe depression. Oh, you're right. So yeah. severe that it may allow patients to be discharged way earlier than the seventy-two hour holds, with great uh, increase or decrease in suicidal risk. Right. Uh, that that's something that looks really cool, with it. but people may uh, know it's uh, related chemical, LSD. Right. That uh, didn't make it to Lusine. medical applications at least not in the sky with diamonds. Lucy in the sky with oh. diamonds. Lysergic diethylamide. Closer than I would have gotten. Uh, acid. <laughs> uh, acid. Um, then it's also uh, sometimes referred to as horse tranquilizer. Yes, use a big enough
0: dose, and it'll do the same thing yeah, to a horse it, will, it does it to a do person. That, yes, yeah. so ketamine. Um, also included, strangely enough, were uh, injections. They they included. Like toradol? Uh, no, not that. But uh, steroid and lidocaine injections uh, okay. were included in that list of things that do not, the risks outweigh the benefits. I have
1: not read the uh, the paper, but I have an idea of what might have been going on, that seems so strange to you and me when we see that on on its surface. And we do use these medicines for chronic pain. The acetaminophen, we uh, often nonsteroids, which we, we know there's Those risks Those we,
0: we watch closely. Yes.
1: And I wonder if maybe what's going on is that they've looked at some data, and maybe maybe it is evidence based, and they see that if you're using these for chronic pain, which means there is no end date,
0: hmm.
1: a person on nonsteroids for eventually will we'll get the 30 years the stomach
0: bleed or the heart disease or all the all the side effects that come with it.
1: But with acetaminophen, it's hard to
0: see. That's the tough one. Yeah, um, because phenol is, is so safe, qualitatively unless you have, different yeah, unless you medicines. have like um, chronic liver disease, and even then we can. And you're not going to get lymphos- it from using it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you if you use it within the parameters for daily use, if less you than have a normal three thousand milligrams a day, right. You're fine. Uh, it, there's been a lot of studies on that. Um, so. That, that one threw me for a loop. Um, so, so the big three that I want to talk about that I use often, I, I set aside the ketamine opioids, uh, even the injections, even though we do those as well, but the Tylenol, the NSAIDs, and the gabapentin or the, the anti-epileptic medications.
1: You just said we do those as well, talking about opioids for chronic pain.
0: Oh, I was talking about the injections
1: the injections, okay <laughs> <laughs> because you said all three together yeah sorry no don't give them that the idea injections. no we, we often
0: sorry. um and, and another I guess as an aside uh they they said there was insufficient evidence to recommend uh chronic pain programs that I didn't really like either because uh, I utilize those for those who who require the opiates um and and I Refer out to those for a few big reasons one um, I'm the primary care doctor There are a lot of things that I need to take care of in patients and having pain medication on top of that really really um, Gets in the way, Uh, you know, gets in the way of taking care of all the other things, you know Monitoring their cholesterol making sure their blood pressure is down making sure they're getting in yearly for annual wellness exams all of those things uh, or if they have diabetes and typically these people have diabetes and and a hypertension you know so there are a lot of other, other monitoring things that we should be doing that often gets pushed under this under the rug because we're focusing on the chronic pain
1: because you have to reassess it so often if they're right. on
0: a medicine that needs yes, that, frequent that needs reassessment like monitoring. opioids right so um Anyways, that that was an aside. Back to uh, the, those three medications. The Tylenol, we talked about. That one doesn't really make sense. Um, NSAIDs, we can we can understand that to a certain extent. NSAIDs, yeah, oh yeah, uh, do cause problems. They they cause your stomach to bleed. They cause your kidneys to uh, fail at, if you use them for too long. Yeah. Um, there are some true risks with NSAIDs. So um, using them daily forever, you need some close monitoring for sure. Um, and, and yeah,
1: checking liver, uh,
0: not liver, but uh, kidney function. Kidney
1: function tests. On, on a regular basis.
0: Right. And, and possibly even start Six to 12 adding months. on a medication to um, help, help the stomach as well, um, along with it. it like,
1: yeah. Adding a medicine to counter a medicine. Yeah. We Which, love doing
0: that. Yeah, yeah really. Um, and then, so let's talk a little bit about the gabapentin because that's a common one that we use. Yeah. Um, so pain management, gabapentin is typically used for neuropathic pain, that nerve associated pain which we don't have a lot of good treatments for.
1: This is like a nerve injury of some sort where the the nerve is injured in one location and the part of the body the nerve serves is where you actually feel the effect of the injury somewhere else. Right. Like the injury may be in the low back, but you feel it in your legs. Right. And it's this stingy burning pain that people who have had shingles know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same, same exact pain. Um, Electrical. I mean, there's a lot of ways. Fire burning. A lot of ways to describe it.
1: And the FDA actually has an indication for using these medicines for shingles pain and diabetic right. peripheral neuropathy.
0: I think Lyrica is the only one that actually has FDA clearance for those things. But okay. yeah, Gabapentin is an older one, and it's an older one, so no one's going to go through the money to go get the studies to get it cleared for that. So we kind of just. So it's
1: actually an off-label. It is yeah. use.
0: Yeah, it is an off-label use for that. Uh, but we do it often. Um, so, so they uh, said that the side effects uh, out, or risks outweigh the benefits for gabapentin. And, and there are risks. Uh, it is sedating. Um, it can, because it is a neuromodulator, can um, affect nerves. I, I, one bad, uh, one case I had, uh, one patient of mine had bad side effects. She actually looked like she was having a stroke as a result of the um, gabapentin. So that's the worst thing that I've seen um, we stopped her. She got back to normal, which was which was good.
1: So that's between two doctors with. Well, I've, I've certainly got more than 15 years of experience with with cabapentin. Uh, there I've never seen any mean, anything like. Yeah, any especially if you start
0: at a low dose, you're monitoring closely. Sedation's is yeah. probably the biggest thing that yeah. I see. Um, again, off label use, uh, but I, I do take issue with not having that in my regimen yeah. uh, for treating. Um, Chronic pain, especially the, the um, uh, nerve associated pain.
1: It doesn't have the risks of the nonsteroidal anti-inflammatory
0: medicines. Right, over you're not going to bleed to death or yeah. kidneys fail on you. Um, yeah. So now, th- another thing about gabapentin, um, they say that a um, therapeutic dose is 1,800 milligrams per day. That's what the studies tell us. 1,800 milligrams. So, that would be 600 milligrams three times a day. Yeah. Yeah, I typically do. I'm doing that much for a lot of patients. Yeah, typically we'll start low though, uh, even for elderly mm-hmm. folks, hundred milligrams three times a day. You know, really yeah. low and slowly go up. And sometimes you know you have a your little old lady who comes in and she's like, I'm taking 100 hundred three times a day and I'm getting benefit mm-hmm. from it. Um, so there's reason to start low, but
1: but for people who aren't over age sixty-five, yeah, you can do three hundred. Typically you can start, start at 300 300, 300, three
0: times a day and yeah. then bump up if you're not having side effects. Yeah. So. Well, let's go to the the uh, and
1: then. That's so that's a UK based recommendation. Does not match what we
0: have in the US, right? Yeah, the CDC actually has their own guidelines. Uh, I think the CDC is, um, along the lines of let's try everything besides opioids, (laughs) let's try to get people off, which is kind of what we're doing. Yeah, uh, and and that that is part of having these other things. Let's try to avoid those scary medications, you know, the ones that have a strong risk of uh, addiction and. Um, even, you know, sedation, slowing down your lungs and death. Um, let's, let's try to avoid that risk and stick with these mm-hmm. that may have their other risks, but, but much less.
1: And most recommendations at this point would say not to use opiates for chronic pain because they, even though there is an experience with acute pain, certainly, of getting relief of pain with these medicines, over the long term, there's some confusion as to what's going on neurologically with the action of these medicines and the effect they have on the central nervous system, to create a situation where the pain doesn't go away,
0: right? Yeah, uh, and the pain can actually get worse. There are in some cases you can get um, a hyper hyper-algesia. hyperalgesia yeah, yeah. opioid induced so hyperalgesia. yeah, which is worse pain, even though you're and that's besides
1: all of the side effects that we normally think of from opiates right. that are problems,
0: right. Yeah, so. Um, that's where we're at. Let's uh, say hi to some Did people. you want to say
1: something about CBD also that they, no. that you don't want to, I'll say this. I was so excited when marijuana got uh, approved
0: Oh yeah, we or
1: legalized that. in California because I thought, okay, so my patients who have been wanting to use this or, or, or dabbling with it for chronic pain, it, it's going to be somewhat legitimized and we're going to be able to use this even more. And, and so you see it a lot. A lot of people are using, you know, the gummies are very popular. Even the little old ladies are are using the gummies to help them sleep, but when it comes to the chronic pain, uh, this excitement that okay now these patients with chronic pain are are going to have another tool that they can use, and it's disappointing to find that even though they've tried it, I've not seen people stop taking actually
0: wean off of their yeah
1: opiates or even wean really significantly off their opiates with with the aid of the uh, the CBD or the marijuana products. So. A disappointment to me to not see that turn out right. and then you said there's yeah. also some other information about the ca- cannabinoids making it look like they're not all that wonderful as we were hoping for when we started
0: yeah I mean those are all in the uh, middle of a whole bunch of research so we'll see what it shows yeah. um, so yes yeah, we'll see we'll see so, we had some people like, yeah I was trying to get there but stuff. every time I tried that I know I, I kept
1: were, interrupting sorry so, so your comments out, and questions. Shout out
0: to our channel members. Let's see, we got Dolores Spurs, Lindsey Antwine. Um, who else we got up in here? Uh, Laura Bianca. Lindsay. Bianca. Yeah. Um, and we appreciate your comments. So, uh, some some comments associated. Some people taking gabapentin. Um, one person did say legalize marijuana. It works. Well, we just talked about that. What? So um, I'm if glad it works for you. Please, please <laughs> stop your opioid and take that and, and, yeah. instead of it. Please, because um, we, we're not seeing it. <laughs> Uh, somebody says I would love to see researchers put much more effort into developing alternative pain medications we agree with that absolutely we need more options Uh, somebody likes Cymbalta it helps Um, yes yes we we see that often Um, and then it would uh, somebody says uh, it'd be good to see insurance companies cover treatments like acupuncture absolutely yeah and and there's a lot of research saying that they help so I would be on board with that.
1: Yeah, the problem there is, at least in my experience, is the hit and miss nature of it. Um, It's just so that that's the way I would describe my clinical experience with sending patients for acupuncture. Yeah, I think you do. Some people say it helps. (laughs) I don't have anybody regularly getting it right now and, and getting help. Oh, my goodness. Lindsay Antoine, what are you doing? That, that's all you need to do to distract him from, his, from <laughs> so, this. So anybody watching this live will, and watching the chat, or even after the fact, watching the chat, we'll see that Lindsay Antoine yeah, just gave nice. us a
0: super chat. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, She would like to request future videos covering new treatments for depression. I'm very curious about the ketamine for treatment resistant depression. Yes. Um, Yes. It's really for the very, very serious situation right now. That would be people who are actively suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's kind of where it's shining. Of course, that's the case for a lot of times in medicine with the whole hydroxychloroquine, this came and went uh, as far as is a medicine most valuable in the patients that are at their absolute worst and, and, and greatest need for some kind of intervention, cause yeah. that's where you're gonna be able to see a difference. Or do you give it way early on so you never get to that point? And it varies according to the problem in the medicine. And it looks like the ketamine is being right now tried for the absolute worst last ditch effort to keep somebody right. from being suicidal. Um, it may also show benefit for more of a long-term at a lower dose. It, it's interesting to think of a medicine like that, a, a dissociative uh, anal- dissociative analgesic, dissociative. Um, Where are you going with this? Trying to think of what the name of it is. It, 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 it puts a person in the trance when you use it at high dose, acutely, like for oh, yeah. a procedure. Right. And obviously, that's not a situation you want to treat long term with uh, for a person living with depression, but at it, some kind of a, a dose level, it is having success.
0: Uh, Yeah, um, definitely. Some more research on that would be great. Lindsay's Um, also the one who wrote
1: in a comment to one of our videos that she'd like to know how much she has to give to uh, Patreon or Super Chat to have the Not Safe for Work After Hours Auburn Medical (laughs) Group
0: YouTube program. Not Safe for Work? I
1: don't know what she means
0: by that. (laughs) Is that that based on what we say? Or how we're dressed? What we wear?
1: (laughs) What we do? because <laughs> she, she said it after we did the one in the backyard wearing casual clothing hey that was a good one and we were outside at my house and we weren't wearing masks because we were a social bubble or a social pod or a cohort yeah yeah the,
0: the so Lindsay, you
1: introduce all sorts of interesting aspects to yeah why That you be program
0: safe we would probably only make that available to our uh
1: to patrons patrons yeah. yeah just put the link out to the the patrons or, or the members at a certain level
0: <laughs> the nsfw really, level boy
1: like, i start to feel like it reminds me of oh man there there was a time when there was a 50 a month level on the dr vaughn It was and and Booba Kitty is doing
0: that
1: and it, and it was uh it was a monthly oh, yeah. call, which I still owe her her last one, two years or more later. Sorry, I, I know I owe it. that to you and I need to call you. We need to schedule it. Uh,
0: <laughs> maybe some version of that. She said that you, Lindsay said you mentioned that in the video that you mentioned that oh, and After Hours. I think we were joking around. After yeah. Dark. Okay, we'll figure it out. The doctors after Dark.
1: You Send us proposals.
0: <laughs> what do you want us to talk about?
1: Well, yeah, we, we'd have to make it not accessible to the general <laughs> yeah. viewing YouTube right. viewing audience, Anyways. whatever
0: it is. I'll, yeah, I'll we check appreciate into that. Thanks for the. Uh, oh, oh, we can do live super videos. Chat.
1: I believe we can do live videos with just members, or maybe it's just that they're the only ones that can chat. That might be what it is. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it a little uh, bit, Lindsay. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to drag that out. <laughs> That's
0: right. Uh, let's see. Do we have any other good comments? Um, Hmm. Now, oh, it says the new guidelines are certainly a discussion point over here in the UK. Oh, this okay. Somebody from the UK, good. Barrett, yeah. Thanks, um, Catherine. Thanks for that comment. Yeah, I, I figured they would be. Uh, there was a, a fair amount of uh, news in my inbox about it, um, even here, all, all, all stateside. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then people telling us what kind of medications they take. Mostly people. A lot of people taking gabapentin. So yeah, it's being used. Hopefully, they are getting relief from that, and not having any side effects.
1: Although it's, sometimes it's disappointing um, when it's used for pain that's not neuropathic pain. It's more like a somatic pain, and they'll be prescribed gabapentin, and you just, you just don't get the benefit.
0: Actually, yeah, somebody was saying that uh, gabapentin's a nerve blocker, uh, or somebody said, yeah, I don't have nerve pain, but somebody prescribed me gabapentin.
1: Well, I like to know, if it helped.
0: Yeah. Uh, amitriptyline, uh, Bianca. Oh, we never talked about that. Amitriptyline is yeah. uh, like a nerve blocker. You're right. Yes, it is.
1: So when they talk about antidepressants, which is what the UK study or suggestion is for the only medicine, amitriptyline would fall in that category, as do other antidepressants right. that we use besides yeah. just Cymbalta and Effexor. And right. Yeah, related. it works.
0: Uh, it's. Um, yeah, and antidepressants as well. They, it, I don't know if they comment specifically on what types of antidepressants they recommend for, but it would be in that category mm-hmm. and, and under the NICE guidelines.
1: And, and amitriptyline, even at just once daily dosing, has been used right. for sleep. Gosh, and we use it for so many different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh Migraine prophylaxis.
0: Lots uh, of yeah. off-label uses. Yes, that is one. Uh, that <laughs> is one that if you go too fast, you get nice, fun side effects as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Lindsay Antoine and Rusty Bernard showed up. Thank you. I oh. uh, appreciate your comments. Um, Rusty good. Bernard suggested geographic tongue as a topic. Oh, as a topic, I, a, a, oh, a
1: topic. I was going to say. Uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, Very nice, good. Nice. And that's yeah, lots of people's stuff. friends watch this channel. and We've noticed that. <laughs>
0: Just asking, asking for a friend.
1: I have a friend. Whenever I know somebody in law enforcement,
0: that's how I phrase it. <laughs> it's funny when like you see the <laughs> Facebook posts and that's it, like at the end in parentheses. Uh, yeah, just wondering uh, for if, if you guys have the issue, too, with sildenafil being so expensive, asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> sildenafil. Uh, inside joke. Hopefully you got that one. Yep. Not inside, but uh, medical joke. <laughs> oh, what? Sildenafil. For thank, you. Oh, yeah, we're all thank you for
1: a good there, show yeah yeah that and was thank good. you viewers and Lindsay Antoine. Lindsay always makes it interesting yeah that was fun
0: <laughs> oh. uh, so go over and check out uh, dr. green um, got some links link. in uh, the description below and if you go over we actually have a link to those actual uh, NICE guidelines um, read through it it's a nice quick easy read uh, leave a comment let us know what you yeah. think yeah thank you anybody a yeah. uh, particular one wanna- absolutely so, Teresa, I see you in there. So thank you for what you do. You are one of our um, my patrons over at Dr. Green Knight, as well uh, as Boo Boo Kitty. Thank yes, you for what you do.
1: I, and I especially want to thank Lindsay Antoine and Boo Boo Kitty. Thank you for uh, what you do through the Patreon and the um, YouTube channel both. Thank you very much. And all the channel members. Until next time. I'm Beth Going Vaughn. Dr. Mark Vaughn
0: telling all of you to stay in good health. See ya. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.